There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Washington, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a four-game series against the Seattle Mariners. This is the conclusion of a seven-game road trip for the Astros on which they are 5-1. and one. They lost yesterday to Seattle 14-1 to one, as Josh Reddick had two hits, including a double. Alex Bregman won for three with a run scored as the Astros saw their win streak end at five. Mariners ended a four-game losing streak. Astros now 42 and 21, first in the AL West, nine games ahead of the Rangers and 17 games ahead of Seattle. Mariners last in the West with a record of 26 and 39. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros today and having another excellent season tied for the major league lead with nine wins and with five more strikeouts he can move by himself into the top 20 all time in strikeouts. Yeah he's been he's been phenomenal he's pitching as well as he ever has in an Astros uniform I I think right now and uh, as you mentioned he's got a chance to become the major league baseball's first 10 game winner that means something to him he likes to go out there and dominate and you know what, Robert, especially against the American League West, and you go on the road and you get Verlander on the mound and a chance to win a series, I don't think there's anybody better. Since he's become an Astro, he's made 15 road starts against the division teams, and he's 14-0. and that works. <laughs> that works. That's a good That's a good percentage. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Mariners' side, for the second time in this series, they're going with an opener. Right-hander Austin Adams will come out of the bullpen to make the start. Yeah. Tommy Malone, left-hander, expected to get the bulk of the innings. They did the same thing a couple of days ago with Wade LeBlanc. Another lefty had an opener for him as well. And it worked out pretty well, except for the opener. I mean, right. Corey Guerin in the first game of this series was the opener and gave up three runs in his one inning of work. That didn't work out well because it, it essentially was the difference in the ballgame. The Astros won by two, uh, but LeBlanc came in and he pitched great. Eight innings. He, he finished the, the rest of the ballgame, uh, the bulk innings. So I'll talk about Tommy Malone. He's a veteran pitcher. He's been up and down from the big leagues in AAA the last six years or so. Doesn't throw very hard, just you know, mid to upper 80s on the fastball. But what, what he does is he pitches inside really well and opens things up for his soft stuff a little later in the count. So I think the Astros can probably look inside because he doesn't throw real hard. And if he, he misses just an inch or two inside, leaves it out over the plate, I think they can do some damage. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, I mean, there's no two ways about it. Yesterday's game was just an ugly ball game. <laughs> it showed also kind of when the Mariners are at their best. Have five home runs yeah. in yesterday's ball game. They're tied with the Twins for the Major League lead in home runs. But they struggle scoring runs any other way if they're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And, I mean, easier said than done sometimes, but that's obviously the key against this Mariners team. Yeah, if there's only one way you can win games, it gets really tough. Yeah. And the Astros do a pretty good job of manufacturing runs outside of their 100 home runs that they've hit this year. Uh, they've got a lot of holes. They, they strike out a lot, and the Astros put the ball in play, things like that. Um, they're just not very good right now. I mean, the, the Mariners have struggled. I mean, I know they whipped up on the Astros yesterday, and any given day a team can beat anybody. But uh, you get Verlander on the hill, uh, somebody who can really expose uh, holes in, in – 
the other team's swings and things like that, uh, I think it usually goes in your favor. Coming up next, we'll have the manager's show with A.J. Hinch presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear about Garrett Cole's draft experience. He was drafted twice in the Major League Baseball draft just concluded yesterday. We'll be back with this after your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Here's a one-two. Breaking ball, strike three, outside corner. And you're looking at 21st on the list of all-time strikeouts. Justin Verlander surpassing Cy Young. How about that? 2,807 strikeouts in Verlander's illustrious career, which is still going strong. Verlander. Brings the hands together, straightens up as he comes set, 2-2. Swing and a miss! Olsen goes down on a slider, and the inning is over. Justin Verlander, eight complete, and he strands a pair. Man, that was some big pitching there at the end of the eighth inning for Justin. Finishing with a season-high 114 pitches. Welcome back to Asher Launch, ahead of the fourth game of this four-game series with the Mariners, and you got a chance, A.J., to win this series in, in uh, I don't think you'd rather have any other pitcher maybe in baseball than Justin Verlander go out there and try to get you the win. Yeah, no, he's a good one, and, and he brings a little energy to this early game. We had a you know a quick turnaround with the 12:40 start here after getting beat up pretty badly. It's probably good to get back on the field and nothing better than putting your best on the mound to, to hopefully win the series. And as far as your leverage guys in the bullpen, you, you're fully rested right now. Osuna hasn't even pitched in this series, so everybody good down there, right? They should be good. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, you know it's much needed rest for those guys. We've leaned on them quite a bit over the last couple of weeks, and and going into this series to be able to be in position to win the series and and have a fully rested bullpen uh, for the day game today is really was really is really good for us. You know, it's like a byproduct of the of the blowout yesterday as I was able to keep those guys out of the game. Yep. One of the things, or one of the storylines of yesterday's game was Miles Straw playing shortstop. That's grounded left side. Straw to his left, sliding on his right knee, gets to it and throws to first. Almost pulled White off the back, but White able to hold on as that throw was off to his right. As Miles Straw gets his first chance at shortstop and throws out Encarnacion. That's a ground ball to the shortstop. There's Straw. He's got it. And a good throw. And Straw, two for two at shortstop. That's bounced right side to his left, the shortstop Straw. He's got it and throws to first in time to win the inning. Got a few balls and handled them, made the plays. He looked okay, didn't he? Yeah, he was good. You know, it's it's always important for him to get his first out of the way. And, yeah. and you know, coaches, we're going to nitpick a little bit and, and try to keep working with him. He doesn't have a lot of experience yeah. and make sure he's in the right position and all that stuff. But uh, got through his first big league game, made his first player to, um, you know, step in the right direction. I didn't notice. I, I didn't notice him out of position anywhere on some cutoffs. Did you guys see him in the wrong place a couple yeah, times? Yeah, no, we did. Yeah. We did, and we'll 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 you know address all that stuff and yeah. um, and have him be in a in, in in better positions as he gets more experience. And, you know, he's not going to be out there a lot. I don't I don't want this to, to right. snowball into something he, as if he's going to be an everyday shortstop. But it's it's nice to have that that option. 
let's let's run down some of the guys. Some of the people are probably wondering when are these guys going to be back. No timetables for the guys on the IL, but things are, are pointing in the right direction, aren't they? They are. We're going home. We'll know more when we get there and get get with our you know our people and our doctors and and start to lay out a little bit of a game plan. I I don't know if any of them play on the homestand, so you know we we we'll continue to push it forward and see. Maybe they surprise us with a. Um, you know, a quicker diagnosis and quicker things that they're doing. Jose Altuve ran the bases, and George Springer's going to hit on the field, and, and Diaz is doing his thing. McHugh threw a bullpen. So all that stuff is really good, uh, but, I, but I just simply don't know until we get home and, and meet with our doctors. You saw George running around. He looks good as far as the strength. He does. He does, and it, but it just takes time to, yeah. to make sure that we're you know, very diligent in our process and make sure he gets the test. It's, it's easy to want to push him faster. It's easy to want to put him on the field. Uh, we'll regret it if we don't do it right. All right, man. Good luck today. Thanks, Morgan. With the first selection of the 2011 first-year player draft, the Pittsburgh Pirates select Garrett Cole, handed pitcher from UCLA. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros, making his Astros debut. Spent his first five big league seasons with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Garrett Cole still on the mound, and he's gotten better and better and better as this game's gone on. Eight strikeouts in his Astros debut. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball got him. Strike three. Eleven punch outs for Garrett Cole. He calls it punching tickets. And one of the more impressive debuts for a team that the Astros have seen in a long, long time. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Garrett Cole. And uh, first overall pick in the draft coming out of college. You were drafted twice, and the draft just concluded for, for this year. You're drafted out of high school by the Yankees. First round pick, 28th overall in 2008. And first of all, Going into that draft, did you have an idea that it might be the Yankees' first-round pick? Did you have any any clue where you might go? No, we had we had uh, we communicated to all the teams that college was the preferred route, and um, so it was a little bit of a surprise that the Yankees uh, decided to make a play. Um, I was extremely grateful, and, and uh, uh, you know it was it was an exciting time, but ultimately we decided to stay the course. So. So it was, it was one of those things where you pretty much knew coming out of high school you were you were going to UCLA. Yeah, um, I mean we had done some thinking and um, about you know some possible scenarios before the draft on on what would make sense and ultimately we just didn't think it was uh, going to be realistic and so um, we were perfectly happy with going to school. We had acquired some insurance. Um, prior to that, and we had things lined up uh, so that I was protected. And, um, you know, I also was blessed to be able to go to a school that, uh, you know, has a track record of coach for developing pitching and, and being competitive. So, um, you know, that that obviously weighed heavily on the decision as well. Maybe if I didn't have such a great opportunity from that perspective, I might have made a different choice. But, um, you know, it all worked out. So. Now, your junior year at UCLA, you and Trevor Bauer, two of the top pitching prospects in the country on the same staff, both wound up getting picked uh, within the first few picks of, of that draft. Were you, did, did, you know, the whole 1-1 thing, mm-hmm. was, that, was that really meaningful to you? Was that something that you thought about during that season at all? Um, it, it was challenging at times to try to get the draft out of your head, um, especially when, you know, you had a, a teammate that was guarding just as much attention, so... Like it was, it was just hard for, it was just hard for us to completely shut it out. I mean, we had like media requests and stuff throughout the year, um, but for the most part, I, 
I thought I did a pretty good job with it. Um, you know, it was, it's a really special opportunity. I'm not sure that any other program has had two guys go that high in the same draft. So we were stoked to be able to represent the program well. Um, and then, you know, I, I had had some uh, contact with a few of the top teams, but mm-hmm. really the team that was most interested was Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, I I didn't do any – I didn't really do any – I mean, I did my due diligence in terms of some of the meetings, like I'm sure anybody that goes through it is familiar with, but um, uh, Pittsburgh was was – was kind of the one that was that was around the most and and seemed to be seemed to be the most serious um and uh i got a call maybe like 45 minutes before the draft started that 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 they were going to make that selection and um so that was pretty special yeah how i mean that's such a a life-changing moment to get drafted period and then to just get drafted first overall I mean, was that I – mean, and I can't remember now if UCLA, if you guys were done or if you were still playing, did that make it harder to focus on just the, the rest of the year in, in school and, and all that? Um, yeah, I can't remember if the timing was, like, right before the regional or right after the regional, but we got eliminated that year um, by San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, in our regional. They had a prospect – by the name of, I think it was Kyle. Oh, Kyle Zimmer. Kyle Zimmer. Yeah, yeah he he threw the ball well against us, um, and I, I we just weren't able to, I guess, recover or whatever it was. Um, but that postseason for us was shorter, so you know, once the draft came along, it, there wasn't too much overlap, if if really any at all. Um, so you know, you were able to enjoy being selected, and um, you know, uh, the way the draft works. Um, really kind of how, how a lot of these multiple different scenarios of contract situations, you know, the, the, the guys who get picked first or whatever or the best players usually have to take the longest to sign. So um, the commissioner's office kind of won't let you hammer it out early. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, you just get drafted, you make a phone, a few phone calls, and then um, just try to kind of get away with it, get away from it and, and relax for a few months before you start negotiating a couple weeks before the deadline. Looking back on the process, both times you were drafted, is there anything that you would do over again or, or anything you would, you would do differently compared to from when you think back to it? Um, no, I was pretty happy with my process. I thought that, um, you know, I, I've, I've never advocated or advocated for, for one decision or the other, especially coming out of high school. There are just so many different walks of life. Mm-hmm. You know, the opportunity to provide for your family at that stage. Um, you know, the desire to pursue professional baseball that early as opposed to college. Uh, everybody's different. Um, but what I did do was I, and I've shared this before, is, you know, we, we tried to calculate the best we could what the value of a UCLA education would be. Um, and, and, and the best case scenario being graduating for four years and, and you know continuing to maybe do school and 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 have some sort of a specialized career, which was an opportunity that I probably wouldn't have been able to secure had I not been able to throw baseball um, really well and and then weigh that against um, you know the opposite end of the spectrum from a professional standpoint. So you, you get a signing bonus and um, you know you have. You know something similar to what what we see occasionally with guys in the first round that just don't make it. And you have five or six years, and um, 
you know, then you got to make 50% of that signing bonus go uh, a long way for the rest of your life because, you know, going back to school for four years at that point is tough. Um, so just try to weigh, you know, both ends of the spectrum. We came up with kind of a ballpark, but like I said, it just didn't really seem like it was going to be realistic from what we were hearing. And, you know, so trying to eliminate some of the noise going into the season um, because there was already going to be a ton. We just, you know, we spoke with New York a few weeks before the deadline and, and, and just kind of discussed what our uh, position was and, and why we didn't really want to start negotiating and getting into numbers. And um, Brian Cashman and and, uh, and David Oppenheimer, their uh, scouting director at that point, were, uh, I mean, I mean, they just got it. Like, I, I don't, I mean, they just, they were like, hey, we get it. And they were really supportive of the decision. Um, and uh, they wish me the best of luck and occasionally have stayed in contact with me um, from, you know, from that, you know, certainly through college. So uh, just a really professional job like the Yankees, class act, kind of like they always are. So. All right, Garrett Cole, glad you're here with the Astros. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm glad I'm here too. Thanks. <laughs> there comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets go to astros.com tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS